0: What's up, guys? John Stacy here, your host of Thick, Strong, and Awkward, the podcast. Today, I got to sit down and talk with Mike O'Connor. He is a top-ranked, currently amateur strongman, uh, hasn't quite gotten his pro card. He hit a little bit of a wall this last year in June when he uh, tore his bicep, uh, got that repaired, and is now uh, feeling just as strong as ever, he says, getting ready to go into the Clash on the Coast Super Series qualification, Clash on the Cumberland in Nashville in January. Uh, catch up with him, see how he's feeling, how training's going, and just get to know him a little bit better. Uh, I think you guys will really enjoy this one. So without further ado, here goes. Man, how are you doing? Let me turn the volume good.
1: up. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, you're good. Okay. Do you have the mustache last time I saw you? I don't remember that. I don't think so. It's somewhat new in the past few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> you grew that in a couple of weeks. Well, I, I already had like a beard, so I just trimmed around it into a mustache. Ah, okay. Yeah.
0: I, I've done the whole Kogan once for a costume.
1: Yeah, I kept it about a week, but I couldn't handle it longer than that. Yeah. I wasn't, I was just going to do it for like a day, but then my wife kind of liked it. So I was like, all right, maybe I'll, I'll keep it for a little bit. <laughs>
0: Your wife likes the handlebars. I mean, nothing wrong with that. My girl would lose her yeah. shit if I did that. <laughs> I told her I was going to shave a couple of weeks ago and she just cringed at me. So,
1: yeah, <laughs> I haven't fully shaved down to the skin in I don't know, probably like 10 years. 10 years. Wow. It's been probably two for me, but yeah. Yeah. Since
0: uh, I got chicken pox a couple years back and I had to shave just cause the itch throughout my beard was so bad. Yeah. yeah. So how you been? How's your, how's your morning going?
1: Going well. Um, yeah. Can't complain.
0: Been uh, been doing good. Yeah. Yeah. I heard, uh, you, uh, messaged me said you were getting pretty excited for Nashville.
1: Now that you saw the lineup, huh? Oh yeah. I'm pumped. I, I mean, I was already excited, but, uh, just seeing all those guys on that lineup, um, it's a big lineup it's a deep lineup it's going to be uh yeah it's going to be a battle so i'm uh, i'm starting to get pretty amped yeah you throwing any guesses out as far as podium spots who you think take it no i think it's kind of tough just with uh i mean there, there are some guys that, that are really good but haven't competed in a while mm-hmm. um there's other guys that it depends on uh kind of how they show up it's i mean like i said it's deep so it, it's it's hard for me to to make any predictions
0: yeah yeah, it's tough. I mean, there's some heavy hitters on there. Um, I do know Anthony Deal is on there. He said he is not competing. Right. Um, and I, from what I understand, Gary is questionable too.
1: Yeah, Gary uh, sent me a message after I posted that. And he, uh sounds like he's planning on doing it. He hasn't started training for it yet. But um, yeah, I'll probably stay on him, make sure he follows through. Yeah, I want to see Gary there. I think... Uh, I mean, it's not a heavy press, so his
0: tricep shouldn't be super taxed. I think he'll be all right. Yeah, yeah, you should be okay. What do you think in uh, event wise? What do you think I mean, deadlift's a pretty strong one for you, right? What?
1: Yeah, deadlifts. I'm feeling good about. Um, I, I'm. I mean, the goal eight reps uh, on the deadlift, and I mean, based on the past two qualifiers, that would be good enough for an event win. But uh, with Dirks um, being at this one. You yeah, got Frank too, I, I think about, he signed yeah, up. Yeah, 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 Frank and, and Dirk. So uh, there's gonna be some good deadlifters at, the, at this contest, but I think I'll be in the mix. Um, mm-hmm. Overhead, I, do, I should do pretty well as well. Um, I don't know, I'm feeling pretty good about everything um, other than, I mean, Yoke Farmers is always somewhat of a weaker event for me, but I've been making strides there. Uh, and then Atlas Stones, I was telling a few guys uh, over the past couple of days, I touched Atlas stones for the first time last week since before my biceps, uh, tendon rupture six months ago. So, uh, just hoping I can get back to, to where I was there, but, um, still I'm feeling confident about it because when I, when I trained it last week, it felt good, uh, good. being the first time. Yeah.
0: I know after my bicep surgery, when I came back into stones, it felt very foreign to me. It was, it was very strange because stones were always one that was a natural movement. Like I always felt very strong at it. Uh, and then coming back from there, I don't know if it's a mental block or what I just picking
1: up a rock just felt so wrong. (laughs) Yeah, I I was, (laughs) I had a lot of nerves going. I I was pretty nervous. Um, but, uh, after I I was just hitting singles just to kind of feel it out. Um, but after a few singles, it it started coming back. So I I only hit 300 for a few singles last week. I'm going to see how 320 or 330 feels this weekend. Um, and yeah, just, just go for there from there. It's not a strength thing. It's, it's, it's a mental thing at this point. Sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're plenty strong. I've seen you doing your, your log and everything. I mean, if you can clean a decent log, you can pick up the stone. It's just getting yeah. comfortable with the movement again. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, you've said the deadlift, you're looking for eight. Yeah. We could potentially see double digits on that one at, at Nashville. Yeah. It's, I'm honestly surprised we haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Um, cause it's not that heavy. I mean, 620 is not
1: light, but right. we'll see if it's actually 620. Cause it's bounced around a little at the other shows too. Yeah, I, I bet, uh, yeah, Frank or Dirks will manage double digits. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see 12. Sure.
0: Yeah, I could definitely see that. I mean, you know, the Schumacher could always sign up last minute and pull 20. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> what, uh, what else you got looking forward to? Um, you got Clash obviously going to try and make it to the finals. Um, you have any big plans for
1: 2022? Uh, I'm thinking so, yeah, Clash on the Cumberland in January. Um, We'll see how that goes and obviously if i if i qualify for clash on the coast then that'll be in the cards uh the Arnold, um still looking forward to them announcing the events for that and hoping they're, they're strong events for me but i'm planning on competing there regardless and then i'd like to i mean we'll see but um i'm not sure about the fall yet but yeah after the spring i want to take some time off a little bit of an off season and then uh go into prep for some fall comps okay
0: do you have any ambition to like move up in weight class or anything or Are you like staying in the 231s? No,
1: nah, I'm I'm gonna stay 105. I don't think I uh I don't know. I don't think I have the the structure necessarily to move up. I I sit pretty comfortably at at 240 usually <laughs> walking around. Um I would have to put on a lot of weight to move up and anytime I've tried to push my my body weight up I've only really pushed it up to 250 before but it's just it's really uncomfortable. My conditioning takes a hit. Uh, my sleep isn't as good. And so I just, I think I'm more of a, a natural 105.
0: Athlete. Sure. Yeah. You, uh, it's interesting too, because having met you in person now, uh, you hold your weight like completely opposite of how I hold my weight. Like nobody, everybody looks at me and thinks I'm, you know, maybe 240. And I'm walking around, I think I was 276 a couple of days ago. Yeah. And then I met you and you look, you're an inch or two taller than me and you look five inches wider than me. I would guess you weighed what I did, but you you said you were like two forty-two or something like that that day, which is yeah. nice. Yeah. So it's it's wild. You have a kind of a bodybuilder frame, which I know you've done bodybuilding um, with a little bit smaller joints. You know your muscle bellies hang off a little bit more, so it, it changes your weight structure around quite a bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've had got that comment before that I I look like I I weigh more than I do, but yeah, just uh, two forty. <laughs> What, uh, when you were doing bodybuilding, what were you competing in uh, light heavy or? Uh, so the first bodybuilding contest I ever did was in, um, 2013 and I did light heavy. That's before there was classic. And then, but I really, I liked the classic division a lot. Um, at that point they didn't have classic in the U S and actually the only opportunity to compete in classic bodybuilding in the U S was actually at the Arnold, um, sports festival. So Classic bodybuilding at that time there was more uh, there were more opportunities internationally um, in Europe it was it was a pretty popular division to compete in um, but I wanted to it's something I really wanted to compete in so I actually went and competed in 2015 at the Arnold Arnold Sports Festival uh, in classic bodybuilding their rules um, as far as height weight rules were a little bit different so for my height when I competed in 2015 in classic bodybuilding my, uh, my limit at six feet was 200 pounds. Oh. Um, yeah. So, so I, I competed there at 200. Then in 2017 by 2017, the NPC had added classic physique, um, uh, to their organization. And I think at that time, <coughs> um, the mm-hmm. weight limit was two fifteen. Uh, so that year, 2015, I competed in the NPC East coast cup. Uh, which was in Connecticut. I won first in my division, took the overall there. A few weeks later, I did NPC New England Championships and got first in my class there. And then, so two weeks later, I went down to Miami uh, and competed at NPC Nationals and ended up taking fourth um, down there. Mm. And then after that, it was just with three shows um, in the matter of, of six weeks. And I mean, I was I was basically stage ready two or three weeks before the, the first show of that season. Being in in contest shape for that long kind of took a toll, not only on on me, but I think uh, kind of family dynamics, just touching like low energy and um, it was tough. So my wife was like, yeah, I think you need to take a break. And I was like, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, And that's where I was like, well, I always watched World's Strongest Man on ESPN when I was a kid always wanted to give that a shot. I think around that time is when I first realized that there was weight classes uh, in Strongman. Sure. Um, so I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give that a shot. And I did my first competition. I, I fell in love with it. So awesome. <laughs> Never looked uh, back, huh? Yeah, no, I haven't looked back. I might, I don't know. I might go back and compete in bodybuilding again someday. But uh, right now, it's all focused on uh, Strongman.
0: You're you're one of the few, I mean, a lot of strongmen talk about, you know, retiring from Strongman going into bodybuilding because it hurt or whatever. You're one of the few that has the look that could do it. I don't think, I mean, sure. A lot of strongmen could, could try it. How many are going to do well because of their frame, how stocky they are. Um, yeah. you know, I know Anthony deal is looking into doing a show. Um, and I wish him the best. I think that's an awesome endeavor. Uh, he's got
1: such a thick core. I just don't know how that's going to work out. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know. I mean, there, there are things that you can do to address that. I mean, first of all, really, uh, figuring out posing, um, in yeah. bodybuilding, yeah. a lot of it's about creating the illusion, um, mm-hmm. And so if you learn how to pose in a way that's going to accentuate your physique in the way that you want it, that that's one way to address that. But, um, also vacuums Mm -hmm. doing working your transverse abdomen, abdominus, and really being able to kind of suck in that, that core, um, that can do wonders for that, that taper too. So I think, uh. I don't know. He, he's pretty dedicated and I'm sure he's going to probably do everything he can. To yeah. I have no doubt. He's going to put,
0: yeah, he's, he's not going to pull any punches on it. He'll do everything he's got to do. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he'll look the absolute best. He absolutely could do with his genetics right. and everything. Um, do you feel like doing uh, learning the vacuums and the abdominal control that you have? Do you think that that has helped at all in strongman with like bracing or core
1: control on movements? You know I, I, I don't know. I almost want to say no, (laughs) because, uh, one of my, one of my weaker events is, is yoke. And I've kind of had to relearn how to brace for like for yoke. Um, and so even though, yeah, I think even though I had a strong core bodybuilding wise, I think it's, it's different for strong man, um, and learning how to create that, that foundation and, uh, maintaining that brace, so it, it's it, that's actually something I've had to learn more uh, in that transition. Okay, yeah, I've had a, a similar experience. I, I used to be able to do a decent
0: vacuum back. I did bodybuilding first, and I was no good at it. Yeah. Uh, and then started strongman, and yoke is my weakest event. And yeah. you're just trying to figure out how to brace for it and not be all wobbly is it's a yeah. disaster for me. I don't know.
1: Yeah.
0: Do you have any uh, anything that you found secret wise that's really helped you? Uh, excel at that you said you've been learning and making strides with your yoke and your farmers
1: yeah i mean nothing in particular just taking tips from a lot of people um canby has given me a lot of advice uh different people along the way have have been giving me advice and it's just i think the biggest thing is just time um just Mm continually continuing continuing to practice it um getting comfortable feeling uncomfortable uh and (laughs) and yeah working on the footwork because that that's something that's been a little bit different for me as well. Um, I I tend to want to take longer strides, and so I have to kind of keep drilling that that short choppy uh, choppy step uh, as far as the footwork goes. Um, but yeah, I think it's just it, it's over time. It's getting better because I, I just keep practicing it and um, figuring out what works. And yeah, I think as I do it, I'll I'll make certain adjustments, and it'll like click as soon as I I'll I'll do a run once I make an adjustment and uh, i'll say well that felt a lot better so and and then just keep on building on that make little tweaks and over time um i'm getting better sure
0: do you video a lot of your sets as well to like have a visual so you can connect to it yeah absolutely yeah yeah that's a good idea it took me a long time to learn that trick for especially moving events it makes all the difference in the world being able to watch where your feet are going and everything
1: yeah especially if you're under a heavy yoke it's not like you're being able to think much about what you're doing so it's easier to video it look look at it after the fact and assess it and then try to adjust from there yeah under a heavy yoke I don't even breathe usually let alone stop to think about what I'm doing yeah like everything just goes black and you just
0: move yeah yeah. I gotta say no event has ever made everything go black quite like a truck pull, though yeah yeah I remember the first one I ever did I blacked out halfway through finished the event and then woke up on the sidewalk a few minutes later (laughs) (laughs)
1: it's <laughs> pretty bad yeah, i've only had one truck pull event it was actually the first competition i ever did back in 2018 but it was a uh it was a fire truck so it was pretty badass um ended up winning that event i'm pretty now,
0: confident i'm yeah i'm pretty confident it might be it, it might have changed there is a truck pull at the finals of clash so okay you can probably prepare for that at least yeah. that was the plan last i heard
1: so I'll have to make sure that I, uh, that I qualify and make it there. So yeah, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a tall task in, uh, in Nashville. Um, considering maybe depending on how Nashville goes, uh, maybe doing Jersey as well, because sure. I could drive down to Jersey, um, a little bit easier to, uh, to I don't even know where you're located, man. Where are you at? I'm in Massachusetts. Um, oh, okay. Cool. About, uh, like halfway between Boston and Cape Cod. Um, mm-hmm. So Jersey would just be like a, a few hour. Car ride. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be right. I'm uh
0: I'm looking when Jersey comes up, I'm looking to spend a little time in that area. Um, maybe do some training with canby get some footage and whatnot. So maybe we'll have to link up while I'm up there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Come up here, train at uh come train at Titan Barbell up in Stone on the Mac. That's where I'm actually going on Saturday, meeting canby up there on Saturday to train. Oh, cool. um, we, we try to get there most weekends, especially in contest prep, we'll go there every weekend.
0: That's awesome. It's really exciting having somebody or multiple even, cause you got Johnny around there. You got a few other guys too. Frank's pretty close. Nobody's too far away. Um, yeah. where you can make plans like that and actually like learn from each other and motivate each other. Cause that's a big one. Um, yeah. So, something I'm kind of missing here in Texas. I mean, we have great gyms and, uh, you know, a lot of bodybuilders and whatnot, but there's really not a lot of strong men, at least at my gym or right yeah. in my immediate area. And I kind of miss that about dungeon was going to that gym and in that environment with everybody.
1: Yeah. I mean, it seems like there's a good amount of strongman in tex- Texas, Texas, sure. but Texas is a big state. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty spread out. There is
0: a, there's a strongman gym close to me. I just haven't been able to make it in there yet. Uh, Battleaxe. I haven't gotten to check it out yet. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. 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 Derek, Derek Owens owns it. I think I've been talking to him a little bit. He's a, he's a cool dude. He was at OSG, I think. Did pretty good. What uh, you said you're six months post surgery or post
1: tear. Yeah, uh, about, uh, so the tear happened, I think on June, June 29th. Um, so I'm almost, almost six months post tear, but the, the surgery was I think 12 days after the tear. So it, it's basically about the same timeline. Gotcha. But yeah, so you're feeling, feeling great. <laughs> it's good. It's good.
0: Uh, do you have any lifts that are still lagging? Obviously stone is a mental block, but, uh, is there anything else that you're still kind of trying to catch up?
1: No, honestly, I, I, it feels like nothing ever happened, honestly. Um, I think uh, my surgeon and uh, PT were both really impressed with my recovery. Um, I honestly can't believe that I'm back where I am uh, this quick. Uh, but yeah, no, everything feels great for a little while. Um, the the clean on a circus dumbbell was feeling a little bit um, iffy, but now that's feeling um, pretty good again. So I and I haven't done anything yet that's really that yeah i feel like i'm back to the the strength that i was was at before
0: that's awesome that's that's a quick turnaround too i don't i think it took me longer than six months to feel that good
1: yeah and a surgeon did a great job because i know some people when they get it repaired you can still see a little bit of deformity Mm -hmm. um the the size is fully back there's no there's no gap it looks like i mean other than the scar yeah uh, it looks like nothing ever ever happened so oh that's awesome pretty excited yeah is he a specialist in biceps specifically or does he do, anything? um, not, not bicep specific, but uh, upper extremity. Okay. Um, so he does, he does do a lot of bicep, uh, reattachments.
0: Yeah. The guy, the guy that I went to was, I think he specialized in like knees mostly, but he did a lot of biceps. Um, not so much. I don't think on the performance side of guys, cause mine does have a little bit of a gap there. It's definitely a touch shorter than it was. And it bugs the hell out of me every time I see it.
1: <laughs> yeah he uh, the surgeon told me he had to like really yank it down because because it pulled up there's like kind of a small channel that he had to pull it back through and he's like yeah you made me work for it i had to really try to yank that back down into position uh but uh yeah he's uh, and like i said they, they're they they're surprised by my recovery both the surgeon and the, the pts they were like yeah you probably won't get back to be able to compete again for probably at least a year and i was like no 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 no, <laughs> it's, it's gonna be sooner than that I would, yeah a <laughs> year
0: uh, I would venture to guess that, like your your years in bodybuilding, probably strengthened those tendons a hell of a lot more than the strongman did, just because that time under tension and like the more focused training of your arms, which most strongmen neglect.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's that's probably the case. And I mean, with with what happened, I don't think anything could have prevented it. Mm-hmm. Um, just the way, so the the Atlas stone when I picked it up uh, on the third rep, uh, the stone crumbled a little bit in my hand, and when it crumbled my hand slipped. And then Mm. when it re caught all that tension was, was directly on that bicep and it just popped. So I, I I don't like, regardless of how strong my tendons are, I don't think something like that could have been. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, I mean, at least it was a clean pop too. Like it wasn't like in shreds or anything like uh, mine or some other people's that we hear about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really, there there was hardly any bruising too, which was weird. Um, But yeah, it was clean, clean pop and yeah, somewhat easy for them to, to fix. So. That's awesome. I love, uh,
0: yeah. Um, coming from a bodybuilding background, do you implement a lot of like bodybuilding style training in your programs or do you do mostly strongman events specifically?
1: Um, I mean, it depends on like where I'm at in a, in a training program. As I get closer to a contest, it's, it's going to be more, obviously more heavily focused on events, but no, I do a lot of accessory work, except the accessory work I do now is, is much more, I wouldn't say it's it's really bodybuilding type training. It's 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 more athletic focused. A lot of unilateral work, a lot of explosive work for, for speed, um, technique work. Uh, and I, I find it funny sometimes that when I hear some people in the strongman community talking about, oh, I'm going to do a, a like a bodybuilding block and focus on bodybuilding training for a while, and and what they're really doing is just like higher volume uh, kind of like <laughs> pump based training. Mm-hmm. Which when I was when I did bodybuilding, the, the style of training that I found worked best for me was actually a a high intensity style, like uh, dog crap or DC training or Dorian Yates, HIT style training where it's um, it's low volume, but it's high intensity and high frequency. And so. Going to like actual failure on your sets and stuff. Yeah. Going to failure using rest pause sets. Um, And yeah, so like really, uh, really only having like one or two working sets per muscle group, but that one set is taken Mm -hmm. to absolute failure. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's not really something that I could, I don't think it would be smart to to train that way in conjunction with strongman style training. Um, so yeah, it's, that's, it's not really in terms of what I consider bodybuilding training. I I don't incorporate that, but I know everybody kind of responds differently to different kinds of like stimulus. That's just what worked, worked best for me as far as putting on size.
0: Sure. Yeah. I think I would agree with you on a lot of people when they talk about doing a bodybuilding block, um, it transitions more into like similar to what You hear bodybuilders that are inexperienced say they're going to do a like cut and all of a sudden they're doing, they went from 10 reps on everything to 18 reps on everything because they're toning and cutting or whatever. You know, it's the same kind of nonsense. They don't really know what they're talking about. Yeah. 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 I like, uh, I like the full failure sets too. I think that's, that's what I used to do when I was doing some bodybuilding style stuff. Um, then I got into strongman and I really got reckless on my sets and just
1: would max out dumb shit all the time. And that's uh yeah it, it's completely different for for a strong man i mean with bodybuilding as far as for hypertrophy and putting on size i found that those high intensity high frequency but low volume and, and taking every set to every working set to complete failure that was what worked best for putting on size for for gaining strength that's absolutely not the case for me um i, I kind of use more of a uh well i use percentage based and RP, rpe and uh, different different kinds of, of ways to to train but it's uh, I actually, as far as putting it, building strength and just preparedness, um, I, I definitely train with a lot more volume now, uh, just to, to build strength and just be, and be prepared. Um, when I'm, if I'm going into an event, I don't, I want to have the most practice I, I can have at that event. So, and practice under fatigue. Um, yeah. so I want to be, be able to do multiple sets at a, a given weight, maybe even competition weight. So then when it comes to a competition time, if I just have one go at it, I'm going to, I'm going to be able to execute. Yeah. How, how far out do you start doing, um, competition specific events in your training? Um, I usually start like a, a pre-contest, um, program about 12 weeks out. Uh, okay. but I, I break it up into four week blocks where it's, it's three weeks of training and then a deload. Um, and so that first block there there's some event training but it's it's usually lighter um and it's not not replicating contest conditions exactly and it's not like for something like clash where there's the uh the overhead press medley where there's the log the barbell and the and the dumbbell i won't do it in sequence like that i'll, I'll break them up maybe train them on different days uh but then as i get closer to the competition so that final 4 week block that's where I'll I'll be training specifically, like the, the way that the events are going to be at the competition. Gotcha. And you do all your own training and programming and everything? I do now. Um, I've worked with with coaches in the past, um, and I might again, um, but I just wanted to, at least for the past year. So when I competed at uh, Ocean State Strongest Man in June, um, that was a, a plat plus that I did in June. I did my programming for that. Um, I I put the program together and I ran it by people just to kind of get some feedback. Um, and now I'm doing my own programming, uh, for this as well, but I just, I wanted to be able to take all the knowledge that I've learned from research and working with different, uh, coaches and training with different people and take all those ideas and put them together and be able to prepare myself. Um, it's kind of, it, it's provides kind of an additional reward, uh, to see that, that I, I can put all that together and, and um, find that success myself and not that there isn't, uh, I mean, there's tremendous value in hiring a coach as well, mm-hmm. um, both, both to learn as well as to have a second set of eyes. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, f- at this point right now, I'm, I'm experimenting with seeing what I can, what I can do for myself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's a ton of value in hiring a coach when you, especially when you're starting out or when you have no idea what you're doing, um, after, obviously you've had plenty of practice, um, and you have you're at a, you've put yourself in a place too where you have so many resources with friends and other athletes of the at the highest level that you can bounce your ideas off of like you said you were right. doing, right. you know I think exactly. that's a really smart approach yeah, and then there is yeah there's a certain satisfaction to building all of that sort of yourself, um, your program and everything and watching it all come together and then work out at the end when you compete and set PRs or win or whatever you know yeah absolutely yeah yeah that's awesome um in that last like you said the last four week block when you get into events and stuff, do you pile the events, um, to the, like where it's almost competition style, like you're doing multiple events in one day, or do you like to spread them out across your week? Uh,
1: a little bit of both. Um, so the way that this, the way this program will end up being, I haven't written my last block yet. Um, but the press medley, I'll probably train, um, let's see the press medley and probably the sandbag carry medley. I'll train, um, during the week. Uh, and then I'll have deadlift stones, uh, and the yoke farmers, uh, on Saturday. Um, <laughs> all three of those on a Saturday sounds. Yeah. Awful. My, my Saturday sessions are usually like at least three hours long. Um, but, uh, and that's just the setup. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, one of the, I I like to, so when I train during the week, I train at home. Um, and I, my driveway is a slope. It's like a five to six degree slope. Uh, Mm -hmm. and so training like farmers and yoke and any kind of moving events is, is tough. I still, I mean, I do it, but it's not ideal. Um, although it does kind of make it feel a little bit easier once I do get on flat ground. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, as, as I get closer to the competition, I want to be able to kind of train it as it's going to be. Um, and so on Saturdays, I go up to Titan Barbell and Stoneham. Um, and so that's where, that's why I'll, uh, I want to push those this Saturday. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I typically, even right now, um, the way I'm training, I, I split up events through the week where on, uh, on Monday, I trained Log and Barbell. Um, yesterday, I did Dynamic Effort deadlifts and some kind of, uh, speed explosiveness, explosiveness type training. Um, tomorrow I'll be doing Thomas inch and then Saturday. Yeah. Uh, another, another session of axle deadlifts, stones and and farmers. Gotcha.
0: Cool. Sounds like, I mean, you you think it through a lot more than I do. And a lot of other people do. I can tell you that, um, what does your wife compete as well? I don't know. We talked about it a little bit in Washington, but
1: I can't remember she um so she used to compete in figure um okay. so we actually right. uh we com- did one competition uh actually two competitions together uh where we prepped together she she's i guess you could say retired from that she i don't think she really has a desire to compete in figure anymore sure um sure. she does crossfit now um and i'm trying to convince her to do a strong name contest <laughs> gotcha
0: is the the figure stuff was she I know especially now with my girlfriend competing in the show we just went to the size of those girls is insane these days yeah, yeah. was that uh, was that a deciding factor for her was not wanting to get that big
1: um I don't think so I, I, I don't know um I don't think that was necessarily it was more just uh, you know'm I'm, I'm not sure what kind of turned her off to it. It, mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it was any one specific thing. I think she just kind of lost the the passion for that and kind of wanted to focus on more, um, more athletic performance-based type training. Um, but she did, yeah. I mean, she did well when she did figure. She, uh, she. I think, you know, the Emerald Cup uh, mm-hmm. in Seattle. She placed second in her class there. And then when that's, we did. Yeah, the, that's good. Yeah. And then when we did the NPC uh, Europa uh, in Hartford Connecticut um she won the overall there so she she did well um she just kind of lost the passion for it
0: yeah I mean there's so many variables to that side of uh lifting sports that uh it's not hard I think to to burn out on it yeah 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 it's it's tough to stay involved it's it's impressive every day watching the things that Rachel puts herself through mentally physically name it and uh still is just in love with the sport I don't Wish I had that for, for bodybuilding, but I don't. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. She's pretty, uh, pretty impressive. She, I mean, she competes at a high level and I mean, watching some of your, the stuff that you post on Instagram, looks like she's doing really well.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited. She's been in prep all year, literally since January 3rd, um, just did her last show last week. So she is in off season mode and it is so much nicer. (laughs)
1: what i what i dealt with when i um the last time i competed in 2017 and i had that kind of stretch where I did three shows back to back over the course of like six weeks or let, let's say two months it was hard for me to not hard for me discipline wise or like passion wise but maintaining a full look um mm-hmm. while being that lean for for that long um like by the end of that run I did not look as good as I did at that first show just because I was really flattening out. It was hard to kind of maintain that fullness. Um, So people that are able to do that year round and and kind of maintain that look and and consistently show up. I mean, it's impressive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She's struggling with that pretty hard this year. Um, She, she came in a little bit tighter, uh, a little bit leaner in the third show that she did this last weekend. Finally, Um, she was really struggling to, to find that, but yeah, she was, she was having a hard time filling out every single time. And it just got a little worse and a little worse to the point where this last show, uh, she was hounded 450 or 500 grams of carbs, like two days out and just still like was struggling to fill. It was, it was nuts. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Your body fights back. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and then you rebound, you know, if you're not really careful and she's, she's very cautious about her reverse diet and everything out of it. Um, so she's not rebounding, uh, so much. She's gained a couple of pounds. Uh, but I know a lot of people, at least when I did my physique show back when I didn't care about reverse dieting and I gained like 30 pounds in like four days.
1: Yeah. The first show I did, I like weight wise, I don't think I rebounded that bad, but my <coughs> ankles got really swollen. Ooh, yeah. Um, uh, so I had to like, after that, I was like, all right, I gotta be super careful with that. <laughs> I, I don't mm-hmm. want to have these, these swollen ankles. That's not a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's brutal.
0: Um, add another question and I'm blanking on it now.
1: Oh, uh, I was going to ask, um, what do you do exactly for work? No, I I'm actually, uh, so I'm in, uh, analytics, data analytics. Oh, that's I, yeah. I started, um, I co-founded a, an analytics consulting company with, uh, seven partners. So there, there's eight of us, uh, back in 2016. Um, and yeah, we, we work with, with companies on, uh, Basically, anything data related, creating data warehouses, um, analyzing the, the effectiveness of their marketing, their pricing strategies, um, anything like that. So, but yeah, we, we started in 2016, just the eight of us. And now we have about 40 employees. We were just uh, included in Seattle Business Magazine as um, the 14th best small company to work for in the state. Um, That's awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. It was a pretty cool seeing that. Yeah, no,
0: that's great. Uh, what? How did you get into that? Did you go to school for that specifically, or?
1: No, I went to school for business, and I minored in economics. Um, but my first, uh, my first job out of school, I was working in what's called yield management or revenue management for a hotel company, mm-hmm. which involved a lot of um, analysis of demand patterns, pricing, um, competitive factors, and that kind of transitioned over into like kind of a full focus on analytics. But I always. Uh, mathematics and, and problem solving were always something that I, I really liked, like in high school and college calculus and physics and statistics were, were things that I really enjoyed. So, um, yeah, kind of transferred over to, to my job
0: to, to having your own business or partnering in it. At least that's awesome. Yeah. 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 That's rad. What, uh, what kind of degrees do you have to have? You got a bachelor's master's, what do you,
1: I just, I have a bachelor's, um, and actually Yeah, I learned some in college, but I'm a big proponent of college absolutely not being necessary for everybody. I I think it's crazy how much it's pushed on on people that everybody needs to go to college. Um, That's absolutely not the case. Most of what I've learned that I use uh, day-to-day, I've learned through free or low-cost resources um, on the Internet, like Coursera or Lynda, or like different kinds of um, free learning resources. Uh, Yeah, so... uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not a big believer in degrees. I don't, I don't care what kind of degree you have if if you, if you know something, you know it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would agree with you. I think uh, maybe
0: 30, 40, 50 years ago it meant a little bit more. Um, but I think there's no replacement for like on the job training and actual yeah. experience learning something. I yeah, think yeah. Uh, getting into internships and apprenticeships and stuff like that is really the way to go
1: um, yeah. to learn something. Yeah. And then just taking advantage of all the information out there. Like I said, the internet has everything at your fingertips that you could want to learn if you really want, if you want to learn it, it's just a matter of going out there and finding it and staying dedicated and, and figuring it out. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, I, I've recently gotten into video editing and making movies and stuff and yeah. I learned it all off YouTube videos. YouTube, of how yeah. to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, you can learn anything on YouTube anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You just got to take the time, take some notes. Not too bad.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: Don't have to pay for, uh, thousands and thousands of dollars of classes in college that you don't it's even relate crazy. to what you're trying to take
1: <laughs> seriously. It's crazy. Where uh, are you originally from Massachusetts? Born and raised there? Or? Yeah. I, um, I, so I live in a town called Pembroke now, but the town I grew up in was only like 10, 15 minutes away. Uh, yeah. I grew up here, went to school in New Hampshire, and then I lived in Seattle for um, about five years before moving back.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. You were saying that you lived in the Kirkland area, right? Or the Bellevue area? What were...
1: Yeah, the, the first couple of years that I was there, I was actually in Seattle uh, for, on First Hill for about a year and a half, and then Belltown um, for another year, and then I was in Kirkland for about three years.
0: And I was just working?
1: Yep. Cool.
0: <laughs> how, uh, how'd how you like it
1: over there? I love it. Yeah. Um, honestly, if all my family and friends weren't back here, we would have stayed. Um, I think it's great out there. Yeah. Yeah
0: when uh well i guess you were just there a few months ago huh? it's been yeah, I, uh, I go up
1: that's where my company is is based um that's where i met everybody into our our is out there so i i go out to seattle about three to four times a year i'm going back in uh february oh that'd be awesome
0: go head up dungeon again
1: yep yeah
0: yeah that's yeah, a cool absolutely. spot i uh they've they've really grown that into a pretty awesome facility and it just keeps getting there uh they just bought or i don't know if they're leasing or bought. Uh, a whole nother gym with a bunch of cardio equipment and machines and stuff. That's like five okay. minutes away oh, because cool. all their treadmills broke from all the 400 pound dudes on them. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. It was a great group of people there too. It was yeah. a great vibe. Um, they have a nice community there. So I definitely want to hit it up again.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a family. It took me almost a year and a half after I moved to Washington to find it, but yeah. uh, it was awesome. They welcomed me in real fast and they they all treated me great. So I, I
1: really enjoyed my time being able to train with everybody there and meet everybody. Yeah. That's what Dan said too. Dan Hughes. Um, mm-hmm. He said it was a great family uh, atmosphere there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Dan was, Oh, he hit me up. We met originally in Alaska. Um, and then he hit me up when he was getting stationed in Washington and I introduced him to that whole crew there. And oh, cool. I think, uh, I think they liked him a little bit better than me, but <laughs> <laughs> Um, what fuck I keep losing my train of thought on the questions I get lined up here get ahead of myself. (laughs) Uh, so you said Arnold, maybe OSG next year, if things
1: line up, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm thinking, so, um, clash Arnold, um, and then maybe OSG, Uh, I'm kind of, I'm leaning towards OSG versus nationals.
0: Okay. No interest really in getting your pro card anymore.
1: A little bit, but not really. Uh, I mean, honestly, I just, I want to, I want the opportunity to compete with the best. And if I can compete with the best at, uh, clash, both the clash super series and clash uh, or clash on the coast and then OSG. Um, I think that's kind of an ideal scenario clash in the spring OSG in the fall. Um, and that gives me that opportunity to compete with the best, whether I have my pro card or not.
0: Yeah. I think too and I mean, it's still very fuzzy right now because Rob's just kind of coming out with these ideas on how he wants to better strongman corp or change things, um, making it to where you now as a pro have to qualify for ASM. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes it tough to even want to be a pro in strongman corp. And I mean, they could still raise prize money, I guess that would make it more worth it, but it, it's, you have so many other options now between the strength elite clash series and OSG actually having some prize money and things like that. It's pretty tough to see the value in that.
1: Yeah. I've heard a lot of people that, that are pros now, uh, just kind of expressing their, um, I guess, dissatisfaction dissatisfaction with, with the needing to qualify for ASM. Cause it's like, well, why, why do I have my pro card then? Uh, why, mm-hmm. why did I work hard for my pro card and achieve, this um, this this status if I still get need to go and, and qualify for it. I mean, it, it kind of makes sense to to have a qualification process for a big um, show like ASM. But mm-hmm. but yeah, it, it kind of it it uh, brings into question what the point of the pro card is.
0: Yeah, I would. I mean, I would argue it, may, it would make sense if you have kind of like what Clash is doing with like a super series where you have a, all these pro shows to get to ASM and right. you build ASM to actually be a prestigious event like it should be. Yeah. Um, and if that's the route they go, that's awesome. I, feel, I fully yeah. support it. You know,
1: I can see um, that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's tough. Um, I just, that, and then the membership fee changes and stuff. I, I just, we'll see what, what value, you know, they find to add to everything that they're asking for.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I'm just a little hesitant on some of it,
1: Yeah,
0: but I think my, uh, my pro status uh, yearning has dropped quite a bit in the last couple yeah, of years, anyway. So, yeah. Um, what do you you're think about? Pop- pop- soon? What's that?
1: You're gonna be competing again anytime soon?
0: Uh, I, I, jumped into, a, yeah, yeah, I jumped into it. Yeah, jumped into a show like two or three weeks ago. The night before, um, just for fun, because Rachel was competing, and there happened to be a strongman event. You know, a couple <laughs> booths over. Yeah. Uh, I had fun. It was cool. Um, competed in the heavyweight 275 class for it was a USS show. Yeah, um, won the 275 class. It was a blast. Um, thought about there's another one this weekend. I was going to sign up for that is actually a USS pro qualifier. Um, but Rachel's Christmas party is in Tampa for her company uh, on Saturday, so we are now flying to Tampa to go to a Christmas party.
1: You guys are busy. Yeah, you guys travel
0: all over the place. It's been getting crazy, man. I'm looking forward to a few weeks of just chilling after, after this one, um, next week I go to Denver for the stone world record and then, uh, I'll be back. And I think we got until Nashville with no travel. So that'll be nice to have a little break and reset through the holidays. Looking forward to
1: watching that, that stone event. That's going to be good.
0: That's going to be a lot of fun. Good job
1: putting that together.
0: Yeah. Darren's done a great job promoting it too. Just putting it everywhere, um, and getting some sponsors and everything. Um, I guess they have a, another film crew doing some stuff that's based in Denver. I don't know how, what their reach is as far as outside of Denver. Um, So it'd be really cool to get even more coverage of all this stuff going on. You know, uh, strengthly did a great job getting ADL involved. Um, And now, you know, we've got these other companies and then what I'm trying to put out, it's,
1: it's great. I think uh, the exposure is going to be really good for the sport. Yeah. It's, it's been amazing just this past year, everything that has kind of come together um, with all, all the coverage and, and just the advancement for, and opportunities for everybody in, in weight class, strongman, So it, it's, it's pretty cool. And this, that's just in the past year. So this is just the beginning. It's going to be cool to see where it goes.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty wild thinking that strongman has been around since the seventies. I mean, yeah. it, it's been around a lot longer, but the actual sport and competing, you know, on TV or whatever has been around since what? 75, 76, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's taken this long to have like, all of a sudden we got to this point and now there's just exponential growth in the last year, right. you know, it's pretty wild. It took, you know, a couple of people just sparking that off. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, league is going to keep growing and be huge. Um, hopefully strongman court figures out how to make all their plans work and it continues to grow. You know, I, I want the best for the sport. I want, I want the sport to yeah. grow. I want people to get into it. Uh, USS is doing some interesting stuff with their new USS pro class. Um, they're still you know USS is still seen as USS but we'll see how it grows I think they uh, they're implementing some cool stuff and legitimizing I mean they offered prize money at that show I just did you know a oh, little wow. local level yeah. show all the ones around here in Texas have been offering like 200 bucks to first place okay. not substantial but you know it's your yeah. registration and stuff
1: yeah it seems kind of like as far as USS goes it kind of seems like a like a regional thing or even state by state probably depends on who the, the state chair is but mm-hmm. it seems like some areas of the country, those USS shows are, are higher quality than in others. Um, I know around here I'm definitely more attracted to the, the strongman corporation competition just cause they're, they're heavier. They seem to be better run, better events. Um, but yeah, it, it does. It kind of seems like it, it depends on who the state chair is or, or who the, what kind of community they have in, in the area, um, regionally. Yeah. The ones here in Texas seem pretty decent.
0: Um, they're on par with the best strongman corp shows I've ever done at least. Yeah. Uh, and there's one just, there's probably two a month minimum,
1: Wow, which okay. is pretty
0: wild. Yeah. Texas That's is it. big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if you don't mind driving three or four hours, I bet you could compete every other weekend if you really wanted to.
1: Wow. Definitely not the case around here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Not where I was from either in Alaska, man, there was two shows a year, one in Anchorage and one in Fairbanks. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, one was USS one was strongman corp. And the Strongman Corp one man, the state chair up there for a long time. He's not allowed to run any shows anymore, uh, <laughs> but he was a mess, man. Those shows were a disaster every time.
1: Yeah, like dangerous yeah. or or just
0: or No, um, just weird events. He was, uh, was it, Alaska Fit Expo was his baby. That was the whole program. He did bodybuilding. It was the NPC Crystal Cup,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh they would do they did some like even wrestling matches and stuff it was just a full expo and it okay, was cool yeah. um for a few years but he was just an interesting character and what yeah. you think of when you think of maybe a slightly shady promoter yeah um you can probably picture you know what he looks like even it's just <laughs> yeah. it's pretty standard um he would come up with some weird events too like I, have you seen the 50 pound sand the rubber salmon Um, I know World's Strongest Woman used it one year, a couple of years back. Yeah. Yeah. So my first ever Strongman show in 2013 was the introduction. He had just had that salmon made and that was the introduction. And it was that over bar for height. (laughs) Uh, That one event took three hours.
1: Oh, man.
0: Yeah. That was my first show. That was the second event of the day. And it took three hours to get through. I think there's only like 30 competitors.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, It was just the setup and everything. He just he's one of those guys that thinks he can do everything and would scatterbrain running around, trying to make sure everything was running. But then all of a sudden like wasn't available when there was an issue that needed to be dealt with. It was just, of course.
1: Of course. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He was always super nice to me. I don't really have anything bad to say about him. I just promoting shows. was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. The salmon was pretty wild though. I've seen it in a couple of shows since uh, yeah. I hope that it goes away. It's the worst thing <laughs> in the fucking world, man. <laughs> I mean, it's it doesn't clear. fold, so you can't like th- fold it to throw it. It's it's like just floppy enough, but not too floppy. It, it's
1: for height. What would you do? Did you take it by the tail?
0: Kind of, no, because like, it's. I mean, it's four yeah, feet. Long. Oh, yeah, so you, yeah, yeah, it's too long to swing. So we would try yeah. and like bench it over the bar because you just couldn't <laughs> do anything else. That's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was
0: horrible. I think the top height was like twelve feet, and it's only fifty pounds.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So it was it was pretty bad, but. uh those shows are fun. I mean, that's what got me into the sport. So yeah. Playing too much. Um, the USS shows up there though, Matt Sadler in Fairbanks, he is the USS rep. I think he's now the strongman Corp rep too. You now like Gary's not allowed to do it. Um, he puts on a great show and he's trying to legitimize it. I think they're doing a uh, full series now, um, for Alaska and different cities and stuff. And he does the state championships at the uh, Delta fair up there. And it's, it's a good time. Yeah. have I haven't been up there to one of the shows in a while, but, yeah. It's been growing. Yeah. Cool. But, uh, what events, if you were to build a show or promote a show, do you have any interest in that? Is that something?
1: I actually did promote one. Um, oh yeah. Uh, I did like a, a level one strongman or I think it's 20, 2019. Um, but, uh, and it actually, it was, it was fun. It went over well. It was, it was a lot of work. Um, but, what, uh, was
0: it sanctioned? I didn't hear that part. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Strongman corp, uh, okay. level one. Um, what, what did I have there? It was, uh, axle deadlift for reps, uh, log for reps, um, the yoke farmers medley. Uh, I actually had a grip event, which I absolutely would not do again, but it was, uh, <laughs> uh it was a rolling thunder for for max max weight like last man standing rolling thunder just it took way too long it's not exciting to watch um uh yeah, yeah those, those last man standing events especially on a grip
0: event i feel like you have yeah. to really do a hard um decision on your jumps and you can't vary because yeah. once you start letting people pick stuff it just
1: yeah you know yeah, we had set jumps, but I think the jumps were, were too, I think the starting weight was too low and the jumps mm-hmm. were too small. Um, it just, yeah, definitely w- I, I learned <laughs> I wouldn't do that again. Uh, but we, we'd add bag over bar, um, uh, as well. And I think that, uh, yeah, I think that was it, but yeah, it, it was, it was fun. I would do it again. Um, I think I would, I would need to pick a time where I'm not preparing for, to compete myself, Yeah, uh, no doubt. but yeah yeah if you were
0: to pick events now what would you go with what would be let's say if you were even if you were competing at a show and you had to pick five events that were what you wanted to hit bread and butter whatever what what would you go with
1: um probably do a car deadlift truck pull atlas stone series uh keg throw um, over bar for probably a series, not for height, um, like six kegs or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, an overhead medley. Um, uh, probably, I don't know, like log and, and dumbbell, um, log and circus dumbbell. That's probably, yeah.
0: Would it be fastest to complete both or would like the second one be reps or what, what do you think?
1: Um, I don't know. I'd have to think about that. I've seen some competitions where you kind of go back and forth where you like hit a, a rep on log and then on dumbbell yep. go back and forth for reps. Um, yeah. You, you know, uh,
0: like, USS nationals last year was a log axle going back yeah. and forth. I thought that was interesting.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. I'd, I'd have to think about it. Kind of think about just like the logistics of it and um, the weights, but uh, yeah, I don't know exact, the exact format, but but definitely some kind of red medley that includes log and, and circus dumbbell gotcha
0: yeah those all sound fun i think i think sandbag tosses have been overplayed so kegs being introduced yeah. good it's been a while since i've seen a keg toss um and i do i like the series I, I don't going for height all the time gets old
1: yeah yeah, yeah. i think uh, atlas, that- stones, atlas stones is an iconic uh strong event i you always need to have a deadlift in there and, and car deadlift is pretty badass mm-hmm. um it's fun to do and truck pulls are, are cool. To, I, I'd want to pick kind of those iconic Strongman sure, events sure. that are that are fun to watch, that will draw a crowd, it will be exciting to, to watch the people do. And um yeah, that, that's kind of what I think Strongman is about. I, I kind of don't like those competitions where it's just kind of the boring, same old uh, yeah. events, like a, a regular Um, deadlift bar deadlift and yeah, I I don't know. I I like to make it more exciting.
0: Yeah. I think the regular bar deadlift is cool if it's like on occasion, but I feel like it's been at 90% of shows for the last two years.
1: Yeah. And the ladder is cool at, at OSG, but they've done it every year. Um, so I think it might be time for a change there.
0: Yeah. throwing in that mammoth bar this year was cool. Um, a little bit of a change up. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's been played out, I think.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah and then yeah stones I I don't care what you say about events getting played out I think stones should be at every event that's, that's Yeah
1: I don't think you can play out stones no
0: <laughs> yes. especially I mean you get a little interesting when you add a series you know maybe the jumps are high so yeah, you know it adds an element of difficulty there or you change the heights of the platforms or you do head to head I love head to head stones <laughs> yeah yeah head to heads awesome yeah 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 I would agree with you I think those are solid choices I think that's a massive quad killer though between a Car deadlift and a truck pull, man, your legs are going to yeah. do nothing after that.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's all right. <laughs> Coming from me, I guess I'm kind of, deadlift comes natural to me. And, and when I've done truck pulls, they they kind of feel natural too. So I don't, I don't know. It wouldn't be a concern for me, but I, I can see that <laughs> people might be concerned. about. Yeah. F- fuck everybody else. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, has your girl ever expressed interest in competing in strongman transitioning over? Not, I mean, not, she hasn't expressed interest. I've tried to push it on her a little bit. Like, Hey, you should like do it. Uh, And, and she's not, she doesn't reject the idea. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, I think I might get her to eventually I've had her like, like sometime like we train at home in the garage. So she's picked up an Atlas stone before she's pressed the log. Um, So she's gotten her hands on the implements a little bit. Now I just need to, to get her to, to kind of focus on it a little bit more and maybe compete, but we'll see. It's up to her yeah yeah rachel's similar she's uh she's done some sandbag
0: runs and whatnot to uh, change her cardio up yeah um and she does like a 150 bag pretty easy i think i think she could probably pick up a 200 if she wanted to um she talks about competing here and there i don't know she might do one this year we'll see or this upcoming year with the off season
1: yeah i bet my son will when he's older he's only two and a half now but he already he's already out there training with me like picking shit up and it's yeah
0: cool. so, yeah he yeah. sees you do it i'm sure he's loving it and wants to yeah. jump right in that's awesome yeah start yeah. him start him young man get some of those little weights yeah
1: yeah
0: two and yeah, a half have
1: a, we have a little uh got it from rogue it's a little Osu, oso uh kids bar i think it's only like a five pound bar but uh, okay. but it's like a legit bar so we have that for the kids um, we have a medicine ball that he uses as an atlas stone uh yeah that they uh they get after it
0: <laughs> yeah that's awesome what uh you say he's two and a half yeah. Is it, do you you don't have any
1: other kids, do you? Uh no, I have a daughter. She's oh. uh she's 5. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: She have any interest in it? She watch you do it at all?
1: Yeah, she uh she, I mean, she's definitely interested. She comes out there and and watches and kind of tries to join along. Um but not as much as he does, but she's really into uh, she does gymnastics. We bring her gymnastics every Friday night. She does swimming on Wednesdays. Gotcha. so She's kind of uh, more focused on that stuff. She's running around the house doing cartwheels. and shit like Sure. That.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not a sport that's for everybody, but that's awesome that she's so active and has some stuff to push. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. I think, uh, I think getting your two and a half year old in there a little bit and getting some of those motor patterns in early yeah. would probably
1: benefit a lot. Hey, it, it comes out nat- like, uh, I don't know that you need to really develop the motor patterns. He he already squats with like incredible form. And yeah. <laughs> he, when he picks up the medicine ball, it looks like he knows what he's doing as far as like an atlas stone pick. So I think some of those movements just come naturally. To kids.
0: I think they would too. I mean, it's, that's a goofy thing about strongman is they're none of them. It's, it's all, what's oh, sort I'm looking for here um i mean they're all natural movements if you were to be picking up a rock to put on a shelf or whatever it might be sandbags um you know pressing something overhead if you needed to get it whatever it is you know it's all fairly natural movements i think uh as a child you probably just are. you don't have any blockages there you don't have any like issues you know no injuries holding you back from anything yeah yeah Yeah, you just kind of
1: approach it and and kind of figure out okay what's the best way for me to me to pick this up
0: yeah it's interesting i wonder if anybody's ever done a study at like what age or what at what point people start to lose that natural just uninhibited way to move things
1: yeah yeah i'd be curious it'd be an interesting study probably depends on your environment too um like whether you're put in a situation that you need to need to move things um like i i had a job in high school and and college at my uh my family's lumber company. And so I, I worked, uh, there were times that I worked in the shipping and receiving department. So I'd load and unload trucks and you, you learn how to, at that time, I wasn't very big, um, but you learn how to use your leverages to, to pick things up. And so I think it probably depends on the environment you're put on, put in. If, if, you, if your kids are, um, sedentary and, and just playing video games all the time, they're, they're probably going to lose that ability a lot more quickly than kids who are very active and like out in the woods, picking up rocks and like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, I think that has a big, big thing to do with it. And then, I mean, introducing those different movements all throughout your life, just, it creates these, I guess it'd be like neural pathways on just how to fire what and getting around stuff. Cause I mean, it is, this is obvious. This is the most awkward, uh, sport I think out there as far as any kind of lifting or physical movement. Um, I know, you know, I was doing strongman for a little while, um, before I started doing sheetrock, and when I started picking up sheetrock to carry stuff, like there was 130 pound dudes that were moving the sheetrock a hell of a yeah. lot easier than I was because yeah. it was just a totally different movement pattern. Um, it took me a you while. Ever see,
1: ever see roofers like 130 pound roofers climb up a ladder with like five bundles of shingles on the back of their? Yeah, roof. it's
0: craziness. Yeah, they were. You know, I was picking up. You know, 300 plus pound atlas stones. I was squatting five fifty or whatever at the time. And this 130 pound dude was carrying a bundle. So, two sheets of 12 foot 5 eighths. Yeah. That's, you know, 220 pounds total just upstairs, no problem. And I'm yeah. dying. Yeah. Yeah. It took, it took a while to, to figure that out. I think that's something that a lot of people don't do. They get sedentary or they get too set in like their routine and they're not introducing new stimulus, you know? Yeah. I think that's a tough thing for a lot of people, though. What, uh, you have any interest in going for any of these records that are popping up?
1: Um, I mean, yeah, a little bit. Um, I, I know, uh, I think Darren said he might put on a, um, bag sandbag for height. Um, I, I, if I kind of focus on that, I think that's one area that I, I might be able to he, so I, I think that that might be another event
0: later on, but they also right. added it to the stone record.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause so he was telling me he was going to do another event later, like a few other things down the road too. Yeah,
0: I, I hope he does. Um, I know right now, there's the stone is obviously the focus, and then um, sandbag record, and then uh, Max Farmers for 50 feet. Okay. So yeah. there, because there's no record currently for Farmers, so I think the most the 105s ever done in comp right now is like 325 or something.
1: Yeah. So, so that'll get.
0: That'll get demolished. Oh yeah, blown out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's only it's the same guys doing the stone. So I mean, I don't know if they're all strong across those three events necessarily, but I know Congdon's there to do the stone, and I've
1: seen him do a three fifty farmers. So yeah. If, and if I were, I mean, if it's tough with records because I'd rather focus on competing in, in contests rather than yeah. trying to focus specifically on trying to get my strength up for for a specific record. Um, I mean, deadlift is always something that I like, I love deadlifting and I'd love to see how far I could take that. If I was just focusing on trying to get just my deadlift strength up. Cause that, that really, I've been trying to work on my weaknesses for the past like year, one to two years. So deadlift hasn't been as much of a focus, Uh, um, but I'd like to see where I could take that if I kind of put everything into it.
0: What's the most you've ever pulled conventional from the ground?
1: Um, I've only pulled seven sixty-five. I think I had 800 in me, um, but I, I didn't, uh, I haven't gotten 800 yet, but that's, and that's without a suit. Um, I think I'd easily have over 800 with a suit, but I'd like to see, obviously that's nowhere close to what the record is right now. Um, but I'd like to see where I could take it. Um, if I, if I really focused on it.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, if you're doing that without a suit and you think 800 was there, I mean, a suit could add 50 plus depending on your leverages. Uh, So, I mean, you, you could be competing with the record relatively soon if you were to push it, but yeah, I agree with you. I think, uh, like trophies and championships mean a little bit more.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I'm enjoying watching the, the records, though. I mean, I think they're a blast. I think incorporating I them, in, incorporating them into competitions is the way to go, personally. Though. Yeah, I think those mean a little bit more to me too. Yeah. So, like, Cambi's axle at the end of Clash is nothing short of amazing. After that is events. so impressive.
1: After yeah. two full days of competing, yeah, in the like out in the sun, and yeah, that's. That was the most impressive out of uh i think any of the records that that uh he set this year
0: yeah it's it's
1: although ridiculous. the log was pretty badass too yeah i
0: I was there for the log and it was electric like in the in the air there it was pretty wild um the most impressive thing to me was watching him fail four hundred
1: yeah and hit it
0: anyway was yeah. pretty wild yeah he's a he's a different athlete
1: though it's it doesn't make sense sometimes. He's incredible. Yeah, he's, he's, it's taken him. He's worked so hard at it for, for mm-hmm. so long. He's been doing strongman for, for 10 years. Um, and I think he just posted on Instagram the other day that, that there was years uh, that went by where he, he didn't win a contest and he was kind of like nipping at the heels and, uh, but he just kept on pushing, kept, kept working. And mm-hmm. now it's all, it's all coming together. It's all coming to fruition. He's, he's hitting that, that peak. Um so, I mean, yeah, I think he's a natural athlete and and he's but it's just in him anyway, but he's also worked incredibly hard for,
0: it. yeah, yeah, his consistency across the board is almost unrivaled as far as the guys that were big when he was starting out and getting you know towards the top. Yeah. I think uh there's quite a few people that have dropped off since then or just weren't consistent in their training approaches and whatnot, and just didn't quite last as long, yeah you know and now he's uh he's chilling at the top and it's hard to say if anybody can take it from him anytime soon. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Unless unless there's a competition that's all sandbag throws. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Sandbag I mean, that's... Dry,
1: sandbag series. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, that's his the only chink in his armor really right now. It was deadlift, and now all of a sudden he can deadlift.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because he's had time to work at it. The sandbag throws are, are relatively new. So, I, I mean, mm-hmm. sure. given the time, he's, he's going to bring that up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's the dangerous thing with somebody like him is he's not just going to let it stay a weak point. No, no, you know, he's got, he's got a mindset. I think everybody can learn from and, and grow from. So yeah, it's awesome. Um, outside of strongman and your work, do you have any like hobbies, anything that takes up your time? The kids, obviously.
1: Yeah. It's hard to have any hobbies between having a full-time job, kids and, and strong man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah. I, don't, I mean, I, other things I enjoy that I just haven't been doing a lot lately are like woodworking or, or drawing, um, gardening. Like a few years ago, we had a big vegetable garden. We have some apple trees, blueberry bushes, strawberries, um, stuff like that. But I just I don't find myself having I mean, obviously, if, if they were important enough, I would make the time sure. um, to do some of those things. But uh, but yeah, just family life and and work and strong man take up most of my time. So I haven't been really doing a whole lot of anything else (laughs) uh
0: you said drawing are you always like kind of artistic you like to sketch or what what do you like to draw
1: yeah pencil drawing and and charcoal I like um too uh but yeah I've always been kind of artistic I took some drawing classes in college and actually that was the first time I used uh, I worked with charcoal um and charcoal (laughs) is a fun thing to use um and then yeah like woodworking kind of another artistic uh, artistic but also kind of like um I say artistic outlet but also uh helps like my mind kind of work like planning out a work woodworking project and and like building the the design for it and then executing on it uh, it's uh kind of a fun like mental exercise too what kind of stuff have you made uh like tables um uh i made a bedside table for my daughter i made some like a, a kind of cubby for a room i made our uh Made a coffee table in our living room. Um, my dad came over and helped us build a, a built-in uh, like cabinet in our living room. We put in a, a like kind of a mudroom setup, uh, stuff like that. But I, I kind of I grew up. Um, I, I mentioned before I grew up working at a lumber company, but my grandfather started it in the '40s, and then my my uncles own it now. And so I grew up working at uh, working at the lumber company. Kind of learning how to use all the saws and tools in the shop um my dad my mom and dad essentially built their first house um wow. and so like they're they they know how to do a lot so anytime I, I want to do a project around the house i'm just like hey dad you want to come over and help me out with something um we actually just put a, a patio um in our backyard that uh, they came over and helped with but it's nice having them as a resource to, to yeah. deal with those things
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, And then having them that close to being, you know, still living pretty much where you were born and raised. That's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of people are like that. I was just talking to Nadia Stowers uh, earlier and uh, she has a similar, she's born and raised right where she's at in California, which is so it's cool to me. You don't, you don't hear about people like that very often.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, I find it's more common in this area here, like on the South shore uh, in Massachusetts that like some people might like leave, but they, they always come back. It, it's, it's kind of, it's like a tight knit community here um, mm-hmm. that it, it's hard to, hard to get away from.
0: Do, are there a lot of um, like import people, like people coming in from other States or is it really just, if you live there, you're from there?
1: Um, yeah, not really. I mean, it's it uh, a little bit. Um, so I live a little bit more south now than I did before. And there's been like an influx of money into certain, t- like the town I grew up in. I, uh, I wouldn't buy a house there now because the, the prices are just astronomical. Oh, yeah. now. It doesn't make sense, but it's because there's all this demand of people coming in from, from other areas. And they're like, Oh, this is a beautiful town. They're driving up the home prices. They're kind of changing the cultures of the town. Yeah. Um, so, so certain towns are getting an influx of, of outsiders. Um, but where the town I'm in now is, is still, uh, Preserved. <laughs> it's still <laughs> mostly people who have been here, all their
0: Yeah, that that's awesome. That's a, always a strange thing when like little towns or hometowns, people like that start changing because there's, for whatever reason, the influx of money or people or resource, whatever it is. You know, I, I think Fairbanks has changed quite a bit where I'm from in Alaska over the last few years, um, and then it's also it's a military town, so I mean, there's always new people. Uh, but it's also one of those where if you're from there. you're probably going to die there. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Even if people leave like me, like they almost always go back. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's just one of those places. It's a magnet. It draws you back.
1: Yeah. But uh, it's changed a lot over the last few years, I guess. I don't know. I haven't been home this year, but we'll see. (laughs) I do. I have, I've never been to Alaska, but I I do have some interest in in visiting at some point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What uh, you looking to go like fishing or just check it
1: out. Just to check it out. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just, I I, I like that. um, Just kind of an appealing environment to me. It seems kind of like more laid back and just more um, I guess uh, intertwined with the environment. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely
0: laid back. I mean, it's uh, it's small town vibes. Yeah. You know, I like it. It's still, there, there's I think 60,000 people in the city limits um, in Fairbanks anyway, where I'm from uh anchorage is quite a bit bigger and it's a little bit more city feel but it would probably still be small town vibes to most people
1: (laughs) yeah
0: yeah yeah i mean if you're coming from seattle
1: fairbanks that's pretty small
0: yeah well so if the if nobody's deployed and the base is seeing an influx of people you know like they do every few years or whatever uh i think in the full borough it's a hundred thousand okay so yeah still not huge no, no. I mean there's there's like four high schools and there's like 1,200 kids in the high schools, so it's it's not yeah. a massive place. Yeah, which is good. I don't want it to grow. <laughs>
1: right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You lose that vibe when it starts getting bigger than that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's there's maybe 10 bars, and people will on a Saturday night they'll go probably hit every single one of them up. <laughs> it's uh, it's a good spot. I enjoy it a lot. It's good to visit. I think uh, I think I
1: made a smart move getting out of there though. Yeah. At least for yeah, a while. I think it's good for anybody to kind of move away from where they grew up and just experience mm-hmm. other places. Even if you're planning on moving back, just get out, yeah, explore other places, see, see what it's like, meet other people. Um, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad yeah. I. To see it. I mean, you went about as far as you could, all the way to the other coast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I drove. My, my dad and I want to <laughs> be uh, moved out there. I we drove out there. We made it in three and a half days. Um, we That's- made the yeah, Chicago on the first night. I think somewhere around Mount Rushmore the second night and then, uh, somewhere in Montana, the third night. And then that, that last day we made it to Seattle. That's
0: a hefty drive in three and a half days. Yeah. I did. Uh, I think it was three days for me to get from Fairbanks to Seattle through Canada. Um, I did five days from Fairbanks to Kansas one time, and that was a burner. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that was a long one. <laughs> yeah, I like those drives, though, man. I, I really enjoy yeah. being, you know, listening to podcasts or whatever music and just kind of cruising and being in my head for a few days. It's great. Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I enjoy it, too.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I could do it with another person necessarily. Five days in the car is a long time. We we drove from Seattle to Texas um, and that was OK. Uh, we had the dog, me, the girl, and then like all of our stuff, though. So we were a little yeah. cramped in there. It, was, it started to feel a little, a little tight.
1: Yeah. A little claustrophobic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: But it's fun. I like drives like that. It'd be better if we weren't in her little car though. My back was cramping up. It was getting pretty rough. Oh, yeah. 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 And yeah, I would need a truck to do them anymore. I think I, too many back problems. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I think we're all in that boat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you have uh, besides the bicep, you have any injuries that you've been dealing with? Um, n- nothing major. Um, I mean like tendonitis shit like that pops up every once in a while. Yeah. Um, I have a couple hernias, like an umbilical hernia and, a uh, epigastric hernia that they're really minor. So I never got them fixed. Um, what's the, yeah. I know an umbilical, what's the other one uh, epigastric. It's, it's kind of, it's, it's above, it's like the center of your abdomen, a little bit above your belly button. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, I'm, I'm kind of lucky in that I haven't had any, any major injuries really uh, until the, until the bicep tear. Yeah. How, how old are you again? Uh, 35.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, you're right in that prime for strong, man, really strength wise. Yeah. 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 Hopefully you don't deal with any more injuries beyond that. I mean, it's tough to it's tough to not in this sport though. You never know, yeah, yeah. you know, little things like the crumbling of the Atlas stone. I mean, nobody could have prevented that. So
1: yeah. Right. Yeah. I just, you have to do everything you can to try to stay on top of, uh, stay on top of everything to keep everything, um, uh, recovering. Uh, so between, um, uh, just self myofascial release or like foam rolling that deep tissue massage chiropractor, um, stuff like that. I try to stay on top of it.
0: Do you anyway. get regular work? Like you have a schedule for it? Um,
1: yeah, yes and no. Sometimes I fall off of it. Like if I, if I don't remember to kind of keep continually making an appointment every time I have an appointment, then it might fall off a little bit, but I try to keep it regular. Yeah.
0: Sure. Yeah. I think uh, what worked best for me back when I was throwing money at things like that, which was good. I need it. I just, I don't, don't have the funds to pay for it right now. But back when I was, um, I would have to schedule my appointment as soon as the first one was over for the next right. one. You know, I think that's the best bet. Cause otherwise be like, Oh, I'll call you next week when I figure out my schedule and you forget every single time. Right. Right. Yeah. It's tough to stay on top of. And that stuff, I mean, it, it is pricey depending on where you're at or what your insurance is and whatnot, but it's well worth it to get yeah. some good work done. Yeah.
1: Have you ever done the, the cryo stuff? Yeah. I did cryo a couple of times. Um, I don't know if I, I don't know if you need to stick with it longer to see if, if it makes a difference or I, I didn't notice much of, much of a difference from it. Okay. Um, and it's like compared to some of the other things, it just seemed, uh, a lot more expensive for the value mm-hmm. that you get out of it.
0: Yeah. Do you, do you implement like ice baths and stuff? Do you get benefit from that?
1: I don't do ice baths, but sometimes I do, uh, contrast showers, um, where I'll just, uh, like, basically turn it on as hot as it as it is for or as hot as it goes for uh, a couple of minutes and then as cold as it can go for a couple of minutes and kind of okay. create that kind of same kind of stimulus but um no, I haven't done ice baths I want to get I want to get a sauna I want to get one of those barrel saunas um yeah. put in your backyard um because I I love I love using the sauna there's just not a lot of places around here that to, to go and use
0: Yeah it. I, I think a sauna is really useful I know I'm sure there I know there's science behind ice baths. I've I've never felt better after one. Yeah. I've never really thought that I got anything out of it. Um, I might feel a little numb for an hour or two right. and then the pain comes right back. Like nothing really felt like it. I don't know. I've never I, I think saunas though, I typically get out of there just feeling fresh. I feel so good after yeah. a sauna. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm miserable in it. I, I can't stand heat. I hate it. Yeah. But uh, you know, you get out of there and you feel so much better. Oh yeah. Getting all those toxins out too, man. That sweat. Yeah. Yeah, it feels good. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I'll 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 forget the ice baths. I I can't do them anymore, man. They're just miserable and they don't do anything. In my opinion. (laughs) For me. I know there's science. I know there's tons of people that swear by them. But yeah, that's why I haven't tried the cryo. I was just curious on your uh your take on it. Yeah. Seems like you're a little bit
1: that one, one time that I went, it actually burnt me. I think like my arm was too close to where the cold air was coming out. And the, it was so cold. It like burnt my arm. And I got like a, a scab from it.
0: Oh no. Yeah. I mean, I guess it, it's cold enough. It would do that. Yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't seem worth it to me, but I know
1: Shaw does it like crazy. And he's got like the stuff at his house and everything. So it must do something. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, if, if you have enough money, you can kind of leave no stone uh, unturned and just share everything yeah. possible. In it. And eventually uh, most of it, or at least some of it will have a, uh, a benefit.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you have the money to, you know, if, if it does, you know, 0.5% recovery right. on top of it, you know, sure. If you can pay for it, why not? Right. Which he can so good for him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Yeah. That's, that's everything I got for you, man. Cool. I yeah. appreciate you taking the time finally making this
1: work. Uh, you yeah. know, my schedule has been kind of a mess. So sorry about that. Yeah. Both of us, it, it can be tough with full-time jobs and, everything going on so yeah it's good uh good catching up with you
0: yeah man looking forward to uh seeing you in nashville and what you pull off there uh like like we both said it's gonna be a hell of a show quite the lineup so i'm excited yeah me too cool thanks man yeah thank you all right, guys, that was my pod with Mike O'Connor. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. I really like talking with him. He's a really cool dude and uh, just really down to earth, really chill dude. I can't wait to watch and see what he has in store for Nashville. And I think he'll probably make it to the finals of the Super Series in April for Clash. Um, Really, really excited. But again, Nashville is quite the lineup, like we said. So we'll see what happens. It uh, It's one of those sports, man. Anybody can win on any given day, given events, and other circumstances outside of some people's control. Anyway, um, if uh, you want to support the podcast in a way and maybe get a little something for yourself, if you have any interest in starting your own podcast, look no further than Buzzsprout. They've done me really well. It was the most user-friendly podcast. Uh, site or platform that I found in my research. And uh, if you go through the links on the show here uh, from whatever app you're using, they will send you a $20 gift card for signing up and creating an account with them to start your own podcast. And you know what? If you feel like you got something to say people want to listen to, uh, I didn't know if anybody wanted to listen to what I had to say, but I started anyway. And it's been going pretty well. Obviously, if you're listening to this, uh, you think it was worth listening to, so maybe people want to listen to you. Give it a try, um, and it'll support the show a little bit. And then as well, um, FX Supps is my supplement sponsor. Uh, code FX Strongman on their website will save you some money and support the show as well. They've got protein, BCAAs, uh, pre workouts, um, vitamins, vitamin D, all that good stuff. So if you want to support the show and get some cool supplements for yourself support a small growing business uh please do so again that's fx sups code is fx strongman uh all right that's it guys thanks again um please like subscribe leave a review depending on what your app you're happy on i really appreciate it and until next time keep it thick strong and awkward